I'm Hope Duggar. Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Odds Couple sports betting show. Live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network, simulcast on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper. It must be Friday. I'm joined by my good buddy, Anthony Padilla. Welcome. I'm here. Happy to see you. It's yeah. been what? couple of weeks yeah a couple of weeks last week you decided to head off to california and watch that big angels game astros were in town yeah we were mocking the astros only to see them win not one not two not three but four consecutive games at the big a a bit of a surprise which to you that would now make them the hottest team in baseball yes they were at one time (laughs) you know it's kind of funny you bust my chops on that but the fact is the angels when i said listen they're hot they're on fire. They won five consecutive games. They went on to win eight or nine and then went in the toilet. But that's why we and play 162. And they have lost seven of their last ten. I could not wait to get here today to talk about that. Seven of the, I was actually pulling for them to lose the last three days because otherwise that stat wouldn't have mattered. Pulling for them to lose or for me to lose? Well, let's not split hairs here, Scott. <laughs> well, good you, you don't have, have much left up there. After, that's true. Hey, after it's, the, it's, it's coming back. It, it, now, now, I'm curious about this. It is coming back. And it's getting to that point where you're going to have to make a decision soon. You get rid of it again, or you're letting it come all the way back? I haven't decided. But you like it, though, don't you? Either way. You like it more than you thought you would. It's okay to admit that. No, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Really? On your own head? No, no. You don't have an opinion on the way your own head looks to the rest of the world? I have a strong opinion on who's going to win today's cup game, but as far as my hair, my clothes, things that really matter, I don't have much of an opinion. (laughs) Well, and that's why we're happy to have you with us on the show tonight. (laughs) Actually, Comedy After Dark, Anthony Padilla, LVH, headliner, his own show. I'm excited about being there again tonight. Always love having you there. Last week, it just was not the same, man. Yeah, well, did you cancel the show because I was in L.A.? Well, we were going to, and then we were like, yeah, you know what, let's just do it anyway. All right, all right. Well, let's get started with What Say You, the Game 1 NBA Finals, San Antonio Spurs on the road. I mentioned yesterday the odds makers had it right. They had the number at 5. They had the wrong team favored, I said. 5. San Antonio Spurs, the dog, they won straight up by 4, 88 They were sensational. What say you? Good game, man. Uh, this, it, I, this is where it gets tough because I hate both teams. T- removing that. This was exactly what the finals should look like. It was a good game to watch. It was entertaining. It's exactly what the fans want to see between two beasts. It's not like one of them laid down. Yeah, you can make the argument, where was LeBron in the fourth? You know, he look, enough with LeBron not showing up, showing up. He sh- he's there. It's LeBron. He's, he's the reason they just eliminated Indiana. So let's not get on him because in this one game, what, he... You know what I mean? It because of a couple of plays. Look, LeBron is already there. This was a great matchup. It's the Spurs are no slouch. Obviously, you've got arguably the best coach, one of the top three coaches maybe of all time. You know, Greg Popovich leading the Spurs, and this was an entertaining game. Miami had the lead most of it. You know, and the Spurs came back and took over the last few minutes of the game and pulled out the win. It's it's what you hope for, and and good for them. It was it was a fun game. I wonder why 
people are calling out LeBron James. I mean, Anthony, I thought he played a great game. I mean, he did the over-under for him for total points was 28.5, but the Spurs, as a team, they always contain the star. The money came in on the under. It closed 28.5 under minus a quarter, but the fact is the dude had 18 rebounds, 10 assists. I thought LeBron did his job. Oh, no, I I completely agree. But, again, we live in an age where – People, I mean, come on. You, I'm sure you talked about this yesterday. George Carl wins 57 games, NBA Coach of the Year. Oh, here's your walking papers. Are you? Come on, man. What, what took him so long to fire this guy? Well, you, if you're gonna fire him, you certainly don't do it when he wins Coach of the Year. Well, that's according to the media, and what the, it just goes to show just how ignorant the media is. I mean, the guy one time in nine years with all that talent in Denver, George Carl has never ever won. Anything outside of the regular season. Great regular season coach, but a bonehead coach. One time in nine years, they made it past the first round. Sure, but it doesn't matter. You Again, timing is everything. If, if you go land a major account, you don't land the account and then come in and they say, oh, good job, too late, bye. I, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it sooner. Or he at least bought himself another year with that. Now, the point of all of that was going back to LeBron. It doesn't matter what LeBron did the first three and a half quarters. If somehow he doesn't pull that magical LeBron move in the pat in the last three minutes, literally take it over, come up with a couple of steals and big plays, all of a sudden, oh, he was a duck. He didn't show up in the fourth quarter. It's the old LeBron. No, it isn't. Like you said, he had a great game. Give the guy a break. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was at Red Rock Hotel Casino tracking the games, baseball, hockey, believe it or not, and basketball last night. And after the Spurs game, it was funny because there was a prop before the game. Dwayne D-Wade, how many points? Over, under, 17 and a half. The under was minus 145. A gentleman came up to me and said, wow, can you believe that? I bet under 17 and a half points for D-Wade. Three minutes to go in the third quarter. It's at 17. He never scored another point. So it's interesting that D-Wade is the guy that should be called out because he's the anchor. He's the leader of that team along with Bosch and LeBron. But man, at home, game one NBA finals, you've got to step it up. And he faded, not LeBron, but D-Wade. And uh, D-Wade is the one that is likes to go into these press conferences saying, you know, one day when I'm gone, I'm going to get that respect that I deserve for the way I played. Well, you're asking <laughs> for it, man. <laughs> Give it. LeBron, in his press conferences, says, I'm not playing for my legacy. I'm playing for the love of the game, and everything else takes care of it. I'm sorry, man, but if you watch LeBron's game and you listen to what he says in his post-game press conferences, you can't not like him. If you don't, you're looking for a reason not to because he does everything the right way, not just from a basketball standpoint but from an athlete standpoint. And then you have a guy like D. Wade. You know, We're talking about LeBron not showing up the last three minutes. How about D. Wade planning out his entire wardrobe for the entire series? If this were anybody else that wasn't a superstar, they would have been thrown under the bus Wow, you're not you're not even through the first round yet and you guys are already planning the finals, you know? But he had every outfit picked out. He was more concerned with what he's wearing after the game and and saying in press conferences, "Poor me, nobody cares about me." Everybody Wait a minute. Which is it, man? You're the one that said LeBron come in, I'm ready to hand you the throne and that's part of it. Nobody's disrespecting D Wade. D Wade has developed a very large chip on his shoulder. And I think it's actually affecting the way he plays because, absolutely, he comes up on the short end of the stick far more than LeBron. I kind of feel like the Miami Heat are the Laker West 
of the NBA because the San Antonio Spurs just handed the Heat their asses, and we're talking about LeBron, D-Wade. Let's talk about Tim Duncan, the Spurs. They're not sexy. Old Man River. They're too old. They're too slow. They're antiques. They're up 1-0 in the NBA Finals, baby. Hey, you just described it exactly. Somehow the Spurs come into the building. It doesn't matter what they do. We talk about everything else involved in the game. How about Tony Parker? Mr. Lights Out. God, that guy's just a beast, isn't he? I've been saying the entire year, I mean, I, I'm just echoing Greg Popovich's sentiments. Pop knows best. He says Tony Parker is the best guard in the league. And I'm telling you, he proved it again last night. It was a two-point game late. And Parker, in trouble, desperate, went down on a knee, almost lost the ball, nearly had it blocked, and with one-tenth of a second on the shot clock, made a miracle shot, banked it in to put him up four, and that was the de decisive margin. And, and that's a testament to the workload that he puts in. That's not just, you know, that's what a lot of people don't realize. When you see a lot of these lucky shots, and, and these guys work on this stuff. I mean, it's amazing, you, and you got to give these guys credit for the amount of work they put in. And and this is why I'm not really concerned with the Heat, because the one thing that I've learned about this team is they they kind of go into battle, they they test the waters, and then they prepare and make necessary adjustments. And Eric Spolster, I believe, is is possibly one of the best at making adjustments very quickly. So we may not have seen him at the end of that game. We will definitely see them in game two. That's a great, great point because Brett Grant was mentioning yesterday, we were talking about how whenever LeBron James and the Heat lose, they come back immediately, not only winning but responding. They win and they cover. The downside is, and we talked about this yesterday, Anthony, the fact is that the Heat, after they win a game, they tend to get a little bit complacent. Why? How is that possible when you're playing for the NBA championship is beyond me, but we saw it again last night. Not to take anything away from the Heat because for all intent and purpose, they did play a good, solid game. The Spurs just outworked them, out-executed them late in the contest, and the Heat struggled shooting the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I think this is just a team that, like, they get bored. You know, it's like a, they, they, they realize where they are, and... They they go out, they win a game, and they go, yeah, that's right, we're going to win this series. We're only up one game. We still have to win three more. But, yeah, they don't. it's like they don't put that pressure on themselves until they need to, you know? So, which I think against the Spurs is a bad decision. I'm not saying it's a conscious decision, but I still think that's the wrong approach because I really feel like the Spurs are going to, yeah, I don't know, man. Game one on the road in Miami uh, in, a, in a very impressive fashion. I think I think the Spurs are going to win this series, man. Well, what's interesting now is the 2-3-2 two, two format in the NBA Finals. Now, again, it's not a 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one format. It's a 2-3-2 two, two format in the NBA Finals. That means three of the next four games are in San Antonio. You, obviously, we both like the Heat in Game 2 to respond. They're favored by 5.5, the same point spread as it was for Game 1. How do you see this playing out? I'll tell you what. If, if the Spurs happen to steal game two, first of all, nobody's expecting that. We're all expecting the Heat to come and, and tie up the series. But if the Spurs happen to steal game two, that's it, man. Pressure is off. They, then only, they would only have to win one out of three games at home, you know, and, and to, to really take command. 
History has proven the team with those three middle games very, very challenging. It's very rare that you'll see that team, the home team, win all three games consecutively at home. Going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because now the Miami Heat have lost home court advantage see, after one game. I, I don't like that. I don't like. <coughs> I don't like the way that gets split up, two three two, you know, uh, because I just I don't like that big chunk in the middle. I don't know that I like two two one 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 either. What do you want? Seven. Maybe they should just go back and forth every game. <laughs> I mean, come on! They oh, take they take four days off in between every game, anyway. Why not do this? Play the first half, then travel to the opposing <laughs> city. Play the second half. Let's that's, drag this thing that's out. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> well, come on! Look at game one was last night, man. Game two's not till Sunday. For what reason? Or, c- c- to rest them? Yo, NBA! This is the last possible seven games of the season. They're fine. Let them play. Let them play tired a little bit. It's not going to affect the game that much. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide Vegas video network. We go Monday through Friday from 10A to 11A every Friday, joined by my good buddy Anthony Padilla, headliner, Comedy After Dark, LVH, Las Vegas. Be sure and check that out. My site is Pritchardspicks.com. That's Pritchardspicks.com. Get dialed in, opt in, free daily play. Some of the information you have to pay for, some of the information is free. The only thing I'll say is oftentimes the most expensive advice is free advice. I'm also featured on VegasInsider.com. We have a million views per day, sports betting informational site. Tim Donahue. Former NBA official reached out to me a few weeks ago. I'm dialed in as one of his featured handicappers, refpicks.com. I'm doing a sports betting seminar at Harris on the Strip. It's Friday, September 6th, How to Make Money Betting Football. It goes from 9A to 5P. I'll be joined by fellow friend, colleague, professional sports better Dink. Dink was featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis's Dink. You get a discounted rate going to Pritchardspicks.com if you sign up by August 20th. Studio line open 702-221-7283. We also have the live chat up and running. George Carl, coach of the year for the Denver Nuggets. He used to coach for the Seattle Supersonics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets. He's had talent especially with that Seattle team way back in 1994, the number one seed in the Western Conference, and they lost to the number eight seed, Denver Nuggets. George Carl is a great regular season coach, a terrible postseason coach, and because of George Carl and his Nuggets, as a three seed, home court advantage, losing to Anthony's Golden State Warriors, I had to shave my head, so forgive me if I'm anti-George Carl these days, but George has left the building what say you okay well let's be honest golden state is a much better team than anybody gave them credit for because obviously we saw what they went on to do and they were only you know a few minutes in a game away from going on to the next round so i don't think that it's fair to say that you know denver lost to the lowly golden state warriors because that is anything but a lowly team. In fact, they're going to be back contending for a championship next year. The Golden State Warriors, the fact is, they were a huge dog to the Denver Nuggets. Denver, incredibly tough at home. They lost three times in 41 games at home during the regular season. And the Golden State Warriors had their second-best player, David Lee, out. David or uh, George Carl could not 
coach his team. Forget it going the distance. They lost in six games. And never mind what Anthony's saying because the sports book said four to one. That is a huge favorite. The Denver to me, Anthony, no shame. It's like Minnesota Gophers. They were a double-digit dog in the NCAA college basketball tournament. They lost. It's like, okay, they fired the coach. I don't understand that. You were projected to lose to, I think they lost to Louisville or somebody extremely tough, as an example. But if you look at the Denver Nuggets, when you lose every single year, you only get out of the first round of the playoffs one time in nine years, and this year being a number three seed against a number six seed, and you're a four-to-one favorite, and you lose in six games, I, I laughed. I laughed out loud. I belly laughed, which is a lot of laughing. I laughed when the media named George Carl Coach of the Year. Are you kidding me? Well, I agree that maybe he shouldn't have won the award in comparison to some of the other coaches, arguably that would have been a better selection. However, he did. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. He did. And that should have bought him another year. Let me ask you this, Denver Nuggets. Where do you go next year? San Diego Chargers, Marty Schottenheimer? <laughs> I mean, wh- <laughs> oh what's my. what's next? You you only lost <laughs> you only lost three games at home all year. What what exactly are you gonna do next year with your new coach? Do you understand? If you're replacing your coach, you now have to reset the bar of expectation. Fifty-seven wins is great. They gave him nine years, nine years to get <laughs> to win a playoff series. They won one time. In nine years. Now, George Carl, likable guy. I love George Carl. But when it comes to wins and losses, handicapping-wise, bet on his teams in the regular season. Bet against his teams in the postseason. Sure, Speculation has it that he might end up with the Clippers. Look, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, Scott, how about Bobby Cox? Talk about Mr. Can't Get Through. The, I mean, how many, how many consecutive pennants did the Braves win? Year after year after year after year, the Braves at the top, it's like, all right, enough already. But guess what? If you're a fan of any other team not in that division, that only sucks if you're a, te- a fan of a team in that division. Because otherwise, you know they're not going to get out of the playoffs. They're not, they weren't going serious. to the World Series. Are you, you, are you, you serious? Can't, you, can't, you cannot compare a great manager like Bobby whoa, Cox. Whoa, whoa. You mean a great regular season manager? No, a great, a great regular season manager. When you have yes, yeah, eight well, teams in when the you NBA. Coach, when you coach for 65 years, of course you're going to have a couple of titles. <laughs> they, they did something ridiculous. Okay, Scott, when I was, they made the postseason. When, like when I was six years old, yeah, they made the postseason. And how many championships came but out But here's of those? the concern. When in baseball, you basically have two to three to four teams that make the playoffs, not half the entire conference. <laughs> and, and the well, I, I think actually that's switching next year. Everybody in the NBA goes to the playoffs. Oh, that, that may not be – that may be true. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> playoffs are extending through August. But you're not a Bobby Cox fan. Okay, let me just tell you something. When I was six years old, I went to a baseball camp in Albuquerque. Bobby Cox was there, obviously manager of the Braves. You're six years old. You, you know big names, so everybody's a big name. You, you don't really know who's who. Then I remember at 27 years old realizing and thinking back to that camp when I was six, 21 years earlier, and Bobby Cox was still the manager of that same team. And I just, it really perspectified things for me. Is that a word, perspectified? It is today. It is now. On this show. Actually, I kind of like that word. When you're here on Fridays, anything goes. You've proven that. (laughs) Absolutely. I am the NBA of this show. I show up once a week and I rest the other six days. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network, Scott Pritchard, Anthony Padilla, Al, the board man, 
And by bored man, I'm thinking he's pretty bored by this conversation. <laughs> That's why we bring him in. We, need, we only needed one bored guy a week, and Al was it. He was like, I, I can be bored. I enjoy seeing Al on a weekly basis. Like me, he's a big Dodger blue guy, always wearing Dodger oh, blue. Dodger blue. Great game last night. Dodgers have underachieved, but we're Quig. all excited Quig. about this Quag defector. We're still trying to figure out how to pronounce his name. He's making a name for himself. We're going to talk about that Pusch. a little bit later on in the show. But I do want to clarify where you think Peach. George Carl might end up. I don't know, man. I think the fact that he won Coach of the Year, and I, I think it plays to his favor that he got fired when he did because he's obviously going to be a hot commodity. <coughs> I mean, he's a hot ticket right now. People are going to want him. I. No, I, I don't think... Th You're serious. You, look, you, absolutely. Are you going to say that he's not hireable? <laughs> he's hireable because he's proven in the regular season, but if you're looking okay, but what to about win the, a what championship... About, okay, sure, but what about the coaches who don't even that, that have been coaching in the league for quite some time and don't even get to the playoffs? That has to do with no talent a lot of times on their respective teams. Okay, but George Carl has always had talent. We're talking about a number one seed playing the hapless Tembe Neptumbo, whatever the <laughs> heck his name is, for the Denver Nuggets. See, I'm telling you. It doesn't. Puig is easy doesn't to say. Puig. Now it's French. Puig. It's Cuban. It's, he defected. <laughs> it doesn't even matter how you say it. So how old do you think this guy is? <laughs> At least 40. Yeah. Did you see his – have you seen his celebration handshake with his teammates? I have not. I love it, man. I love that we live in such a sensitive era. And if if the wrong person were to see this, they'd be all over it because – or if anybody else were to, were to do this, his celebration handshake when he came into the dugout was – and, folks, you, if you go on YouTube and just look this up or watch a Dodger game and, and check it out because you know he's going to hit a home run in one of his four at-bats. But when he comes back in, he and, and the opposing guy, he first rows – he mimics rowing, and then he mimics swimming. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And this guy defected from Cuba. I right love on. it. That's right that's on. hilarious. Right to on. Puig. 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 The Puig. G is silent. Puig. Pew. Pewy. All right. Pewy? I don't, I don't think know. he's Pewy. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's great is what he broadcast. is. It doesn't matter. He's great. Man, this guy's a beast. He's fun to watch. You can check out the Dodger games right here on AM 1400 Radio, KSHP. We also broadcast BYU football, LA Clipper basketball. We also broadcast the, and we cover the amateur team, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Your team, the Cowboys. America's team. I'm not. The there, you go. there we go. Yes. America's not, no, team. No, no. How narcissistic They're, of an organization. Look, they are hey, not. We're America's team. I'm not even going to. Give me a break. They're not the self-proclaimed. It's not a self-proclamation. You're a little defensive. What's with the arm? Why because talk that's a about, stupid I comment. I talk about the Scott, Dallas Cowboys. Scott, that is a stupid you comment. You are mostly attached to this Cowboy team. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Send George Carl to the Cowboys. Do you think your Cowboys have a shot this year? Man, I'm getting worried already, Scott. Like I mean, you picked up a center in the draft. You have to feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, God. <laughs> Thank God there will be some good exchanges between Romo and the center. Man, Jerry Jones has found yet another way far before the season starts to sabotage the team. You've, you're already, you're, he's causing dissension himself by this Bill Callahan nonsense and Jason Garrett doesn't want to acknowledge it, but Bill, why, why is the why is Bill Callahan coming out to the media first and saying, "I'll be calling the plays this year." Then Jerry Jones backs that. First of all, either 
Well, I don't even know why it's being said, except that everything has to be said in that organization. Folks, you need to realize, I'm a Cowboys fan, and no Cowboys fan is a Jerry Jones fan, all right? So all the jokes, trust me, I would be making them if they were about somebody else's team as well, but it is really hard to be a Cowboys fan having that man as the owner. I am very aware of the nonsensical things that go on in the day-to-day operations of that team, and it's really, really difficult to, uh, to be a fan, and I'm already worried about this. You give Tony Romo all this money, but then you turn around and say in the media, well, I gave it to him, and I told him. He, he now had... Why are you calling him out? You just paid him, and now you're calling him out? He didn't even do anything wrong. Again, it's, like, it's the George Carl thing. Thank you for, for winning Coach of the Year. See ya. I agree. Maybe Tony Romo only has one playoff win. Maybe he hasn't earned the money, in ter- and he hasn't earned it in terms of winning a championship, proving himself in the, uh, in the postseason, you know, to earn it. It doesn't matter. If you're going to give it to him, don't then throw him under the bus like he did something wrong. The media anointed George Carl Coach of the Year. It's a feel-good story. He's a media darling, much like Doc Rivers. I, I get that. I mean, the media also anointed Marcus Saul Defensive Player of the Year. The players voted a week later for the All-NBA team, including five players. Marcus Saul wasn't on it. Some stud horse by the name of Tim Duncan made it. That's and that, the thing is that is, that new guy in? So that's why, forget the media. The players, when they name an award, that would be like your peers. Like your peers and the when the people speak. Allah, I know you were in the running for the best comedy show in Las Vegas right up until the last hour. That has merit. That means something. If you let the media vote, you may not even be on the ballot. Well, that's because the media doesn't know what they're talking about. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Unless there's members of the media that are coming to the show tonight, then you're fantastic. <laughs> then you'll comp them tickets. Look, right? I absolutely, whatever they need. I agree, man. It's two totally different perspectives, you know, uh, what the media thinks and, and reality, really. But it doesn't matter. Like, we can't – I don't like that we're starting to take away from awards based on – it's not George Carl's fault that the the award doesn't come from the right place. It's been agreed upon mutually that that the coach of the year will be named by – I just find it interesting. I I find it entertaining. And I laughed. George Carl, coach of the year. You're fired. You're out. Hasta la vista. Okay, so and I'm thinking, now, what took them so long? Now let me I ask think you this. the timing was great. Let me I ask you this. It. Let me ask you this. Based on what you said, because that, that's a good point, but because psychologically the way, we, the way we view things, let's say Mark Jackson wins Coach of the Year. Arguably could have won sure. Coach of the Year. Right. Now they go into that series with the Coach of the Year, and they win, and they beat the Nuggets. But the seeding is the same. So then is George Carl reprieved because, well, yeah, I mean, the seating was the way it was, but you lost to a team with the coach of the year, so they really weren't a surprise. Well, Does obviously, that change it's things? only based on regular season, and it's from a sports betting standpoint, it's only based on current form. But I'm sensitive to that because history has a way of repeating itself, and there's a trend there. I don't need to know why. All I know is it's a trend, and it cost me my hair, so I'm a little sensitive to it, all right? It cost me my hair. I'm thinking even George Carl can't get in the way of the Nuggets winning one series where they have home court advantage, where they're a 4-1 to favorite. Anthony, yeah, the Warriors will win. I said, you're out of your mind. Will you shave your head if I'm right? I said, of course. Two weeks later. I'm loving life, man. I was hating it. Still not liking it too much. I don't know why. You've gotten so many compliments. Yeah, right. Two compliments. I, feel I have like, to say, as I feel a like single guy, 
I have to say as a single guy, to validate your point, when I had hair, I got very little action. But today, because I have a shaved head, I get no action. I don't believe you. I don't buy that for a second. I'm not cashing that ticket, Scott Richard. <laughs> I've seen the way women look at you and then turn and run, and I am not. <laughs> but not before taking a picture. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, man, I, I understand you're sensitive to this whole George Carl thing. How about the team? Do we don't put any onus on the team to have taken it upon themselves. I mean, they're the ones that only lost three home games during I'll, the regular season. I'll give season. you that. Can't they? I'll give you that. Suck and, it up? In, in their defense, to a certain degree, their second best player was out, but David Lee was out for the Golden State Warriors, and the odds makers knew this when they made the Nuggets a four to one favorite. So it's just a situation. But where let's once remember, again, with no disrespect to the betting world, because that's made a lively, created a livelihood for you. But nobody in the sports world. I'm talking directly related with the teams. None of them care one-tenth of one percent of one ounce of what anybody in Vegas thinks or is concerned with. N- none of this talk, th- they don't concern themselves All with the talk in general. All the more reason why I don't listen to the media because the media doesn't have a clue. I-, I can't tell you how many stories I read where they'll talk about, well, this team was favored to win. No, they weren't. They were a six-point dog, at least be responsible in your reporting. So if you really want to know what's going on in the real world, money talks. Put your money where your mouth is and forget the media. Oftentimes they'll say things and do things just to sell papers. But I talked before about the talking heads at ESPN and NBA TV. Seven of those eight clowns, including Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and Shaquille O'Neal, love those guys. They're entertaining. They're talking heads, but they're perceived NBA experts Okay, and former players. But I would rather talk to a professional sports better to get the real lowdown. Seven of those eight guys went on record as saying the Memphis Grizzlies would beat the San Antonio Spurs. And I'm thinking maybe I should reevaluate my position. And I thought, no, better yet, I'll just change the station because one has nothing to do with the other. Not only did the San Antonio Spurs beat the Memphis Grizzlies, they beat them four consecutive times. The sports betters Odds makers, professional wise guy players in Vegas got it and knew it because that opened a pick. But all the money came in on San Antonio, a non-sexy small market team, and it closed minus 150. And now we know why. FTM followed the money in business and also in professional sports betting because the Spurs won four consecutive games. Perception is not reality in the world of professional sports betting. I'll tell you what, Greg Popovich is laughing all the way to the bank, literally, for when he sat or when he sent his guys back home last season it's w- great. when they went to Miami. And well, George, uh, Greg Popovich, seventh in Coach of the Year voting. The dude from Chicago, which I think was the real Coach of the Year. I mean, Mark Jackson, certainly, in the running. The dude from Miami was number two. And, I, you know, I agree with you, Anthony. I think that the dude from Miami – does not get enough credit just because he has so much talent, but so many egos to get everyone that to That takes jail. more talent, man. It does. It to, takes a lot of skill. To, to keep superstars, first of all, I, man, it, I, will, I will tip my hat when it needs to be tipped, and this is the moment because when those guys came in, I said, man, I hope this team chokes it off in a big way and they get split up. When they did that whole big thing with Bosh and Wade and LeBron, I questioned myself because I liked LeBron in Cleveland. I, I wanted them to win in Cleveland. I liked D. Wade at the time and the Heat and what they were doing. But when they did all of that, 
it immediately just sent a bad message to me about you're you're doing the big three. You know, even forget that there's eight guys on the bench, nine guys on the bench. You also realize there's also going to be two other guys on the court with you. We're never concerned with the other two guys. You know what? I, how how crappy would that be to be on that team and just be one of the other two guys on the court? Because that's all we talk about. However, let's be honest. If if you really want to say from a superstar perspective, LeBron is the only one that has answered the call to that bell over the past three seasons in terms of continuous improvement. Yes, the whole team has gotten better, but he continues to elevate his game. Wade, blame it on age, whatever, but it's not like he's continued to rise. Bosh has been consistent at best. LeBron is the only one who continues to elevate. And, and Spolstra is leading this. Yeah, I think the thing with LeBron that makes him so effective, so many different ways he can beat you, rebounding, defense, passing the ball, assists, he does it all, and he's so, I mean, he can light you Flopping. up at 35. Well, that's, I mean, he learned from Manu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. We're going to bring in the big wheel. It's time for Spin to Win. The professional sports better knows that you bet with your head, never your heart. Check your emotions. Check your ego at the door. Emotions, cloud, judgment. We have game two taking place a week from Sunday, two weeks from Sunday. <laughs> I guess it's this Sunday. Pacers heat, right? Miami heat taking on the San Antonio Spurs in Miami. Miami favored by five and a half. Who do I have? Spurs. Okay, I'm forced to make an argument. Shouldn't be too hard. Forced to make an argument for one side. Anthony automatically has to argue the other side because the smart better knows that you should be able to understand betting angles from both sides. I guess I have the Spurs plus the points, five and a half. I mentioned yesterday on the show that the odds makers had the point spread right, five, but they had the wrong team favored. 92-88, San Antonio Spurs won. History has a way of repeating itself. The San Antonio Spurs, not sexy, they're bah humbug. All they do is win. The San Antonio Spurs plus the points. Here's what you have. Points mean more than opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. The Miami Heat, the fact is that they respond when they lose. They come back and not only win, but they cover after a loss. I'm just saying it's a bad habit to get into. It's a tough way to make a living. Get on the proven winner. Pop knows best. The system of San Antonio once again will prevail. Don't need the points. You're going to give me five and a half? I'll bet it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You already made my argument. I don't even, what's the point? George Carl, coach of the year. That's it. This, <laughs> this is Do why you have a point? Win. I have none. I have nothing, man. It doesn't look. Everything you just said, I think this is 27 weeks in a row now that I'll say this. Valiant effort, Scott. <laughs> and normally, if you're forced to argue for the Spurs, it's much like the Patriots for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know a, why there's another team on the wheel. It should have just been on Spurs. <laughs> but those are all the reasons. I, I mean, it, and joking aside, that those truly are the reasons. But they're important reasons to understand that this team does respond. And they don't just respond. They respond big. And they don't just cover. They generally cover by a lot. And I don't know the last time that they didn't cover. So... Although it may be dangerous, you're also a man who believes in riding a streak and paying attention to trends. And if this team hasn't let you down yesterday or the day before or the last week and a half, then why would you be concerned with the fact that they might let you down today? So if it is, in fact, five and a half, it doesn't matter because we already know the Heat are going to win this game. They, sh they shouldn't have lost game one. 
they're still at home. They're going to make the adjustments. The Spurs are old. They're going to be tired. <laughs> I haven't heard that since <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Actually, you can't even use that as an excuse for game two because they've got 17 days of rest between game one and game two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, you know. They're kind of like you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. They work one day. And that's why sometimes off. I feel good. You know, in every third game, <laughs> I'm ready to rock. But, <laughs> but it's unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately for me because I have the heat. But go with the heat <laughs> on this and take the points. Don't take the points. It doesn't matter because the heat are going to win. To me, this is easy money. And uh, good try. Maybe game three, I, I could understand that argument. But as far as game two goes, no. The Heat makes adjustments. The only thing I will asterisk this with, and I said it that way because I wouldn't have said it properly if I didn't slow down my <laughs> enunciation, is the fact that if the Heat were to lose game two, this series is over. So Thank they, you, they Captain, can't afford Captain. Obvious, thank that you. Is, so well, if the actually, Spurs win actually, the next Scott, Captain three Obvious, games. Captain Obvious would be if they lose Game Four, if they lose Games Three and Four, <laughs> and Game Two, Four Zero, they're done. They've got no shot of coming back. But instead, you won't be that obvious. You say no, if the Spurs I will say if they win lose. the next game, they're up two zero in the next. Hey, three listen, games, a series isn't over two zero, but this one will be. Knowing that the next three games will be on the road in San Absolutely, Antonio. Absolutely, because even if San Antonio goes home again and only gets one, they're also a great home team. But even if they were to only get one at home, they'll definitely come back and get one more in, in I guess Southridge. that 2-0 record against the Spurs in the regular season doesn't mean much at this. I guess the fact that the Spurs went 3-7. and seven Well, obviously and not if George Carl got fired based on his regular <laughs> season versus postseason. Thank you. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. There is a difference. I guess that 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games with the Spurs meant nothing, which Means. is what I said, because the Spurs for the first time all year were hungry, healthy, and like me, annoyed. Most of the time. Well, that's because they're old and cranky. Of course they're Is that annoyed. what it is? Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> Much ha- like you. You're half right. It's about the same. I'm old. Whatever. Half right is right enough for me, man. All right. You're listening to The Odds Couple. But cash that ticket. That's All right. right. That's All a, right. That's a half a nice. bell. Nice job. She said you didn't have much of a touch. I'm done. Go ahead. Try that again. No, I'm Try done. that again. I'm done. Come Show's on. over. Here's I how think. it's done. I don't even want to. Gentle. No, thanks. Gentle. Timing. I don't need to ring the bell to cash my ticket, oh. Scott. <laughs> You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. We go Monday through Friday, 10A to 11A Las Vegas time. Studio line is open, 702-221-7283. Live chat, up and running, compliments of Vegas Video Network. Anthony Padilla, Scott Pritchard, independently, we're not too impressive. Together, we are The Odds Couple. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. 
Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. Scott Pritchard alongside my good buddy Anthony Padilla. He's been on quite a run in regards to handicapping games. Um, imagine being in my position, all right? I'm a professional sports better, having done this for the past 30 years. Yes, I had a good football season. Yes, I had a good basketball season, only to be outpicked by some slug, some guy off the street who's a stand-up comedian, headline comic here in Las Vegas, he didn't lose from mid-January until a couple, three weeks ago, ATS against the spread. and because I do his, my due diligence. He, he, he gets his picks, his enlightenment from reading the comics on a day-to-day -day well, basis. Well, yeah, did you see this big game Charlie Brown was involved in? I did not. Yeah, exactly. That's why you don't pick winners. I see. Well, no, you do pick winners. I pick winners, but, but I, not on this level. Uncanny. Not on this level. Right. <laughs> not on this level. <laughs> so I have to hear it from a fan. It's pretty annoying, I have to say, but I give credit where credit due. He's been unbelievably good. Pro football, college football, ATS winner, basketball. Like I said, uh, an amazing streak, something ridiculous like 16-0. and 0. That's why we archive the shows, check out previous episodes each and every Friday. But no one cares. No one cares, Anthony, because all I know is we only know what you've done recently. I've gone 15-8 and 8, my last 23. You're something like 1-2. and two. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel to feel like me? <laughs> Actually, uh, last week's game is a wash, literally. Because although I did lose the game, it was a situation where there was a rain delay, and then they started it, and then they got to the second inning, and then went back on a rain delay, and they came back out with completely different. Oh, lineups. I see. So in the sports books, they understood your theory, and they gave you your money back. Is that is that what you're well, saying? Well, I believe that I've been told uh, and checked, verified, double checked that if a game goes past midnight due to a rain delay. Oh, I was just saying that so you wouldn't jump off a cliff. No, I, I, I actually went. There's no <laughs> cliffs to jump off of. That game was not what I put my money on. So understand at home, when I spoke about that game, I, I distinctly talked, spoke about the starting pitchers and the lineups facing those pitchers. Well, once there's a 17-hour rain delay and they still decide to play the game, which I've never seen before, and they did it because they were expecting bad weather all weekend. They wanted to try to get the game in, which is funny because the next two days ended up being sunny, and they could have just played a day-night doubleheader the next day. Uh, they went ahead and played the game anyway, but immediately changed everything. So, I Well, I, I want to bring this up because a sharp professional sports better would not whine, cry, and complain about adverse weather knowing that there could be a potential rain delay. You should have checked the weather report. You know, it rains in the Midwest occasionally. It gets yeah, a bit windy in Oklahoma City, something you should keep in mind but, when you're handicapping these games. But that actually has nothing to do with it because although it calls for bad weather, uh, that would completely affect a pick. Because normally if there's a rain delay, and they wait, again, they There's waited. no chance of it being a rain delay in Milwaukee because they cover. But if you're talking St. Louis, you're talking Wrigley Field in Chicago. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because in that particular game, it was in Cleveland, and the amount wow. of... and it doesn't rain in Cleveland. The amount of time that they waited, normally the game would have been called. So, and the fact that they came back out, played two innings, went back into it was another surprising. multiple hour... Yeah, yeah it, it was. And, and if I would have taken that into consideration, that, that would, I wouldn't have gone the same way. But, but what about the next two days? Again, what, with what you just said... The reason they played the game that night instead of moving it to a day-night doubleheader the next day was because they were expecting worse weather the rest of the weekend. 
I'm hoping and praying that you pick a winner today because I don't want to hear the synopsis as to why a game Look, Scott, I either <laughs> win or I give you all the reasons why it wasn't my fault that I may I'm, have I'm starting not to see won. That. That's how it goes. We would love for you to reach out to us on the Odds Couple. A number of ways you can do that. Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. We would love to hear your voice on our show. Go to our site, Vegas Video Network. On the right-hand side, there's a red bar. Click there. Middle of the page, green bar. Hit the Start Record Bart button. And then Barton or Button? Either way. Quick. <laughs> And we also have live chat up and running. Compliments of Vegas Video Network. We're live and worldwide. If you're in Atumwa, if you're in Topeka, if you're in the Netherlands, you're in Hong Kong, great. All right. Sports bettors are everywhere. <laughs> you know, we're going to start talking soccer because that is the number one sport bet worldwide, and we want to reach out to our international friends. All right. Now, if you do miss us live, no worries. You can check us out on iTunes. YouTube, Vegas Video Network, Roku. You know, I talk about frustration and the fact that I'm annoyed on a daily basis in my everyday life. I think it's probably based on my livelihood, the fact that I'm a professional sports better. I don't have to look far to find frustration. Are you kidding me? All right. Check this out. This is how much this bothers me. I've spoken about it before, and the season has gone on, and it's bothering me even more now because my Arizona Diamondbacks, who I love, I can't watch. Major League Baseball and their blackout rules. MLB, Major League Blackout. This is the dumbest thing in the world of sports. It's, this is one, if, if more people were aware of this, this is one of the biggest problems that defines and shows truly what's wrong with baseball. We live in Las Vegas. We get the Diamondbacks blacked out. We get the Angels blacked out. We get the Dodgers blacked out. Sometimes we get the Mariners blacked out. Now, depending on what cable package you have, you may we you know we get uh, FSN, LA, Fox Sports Net, LA, as well as the uh, so we'll get the Angels and the Dodgers on those games. We don't live within four hours of any of these teams. I can't watch my Diamondbacks play the Marlins in Miami because the game is blocked out. I have the MLB Network package, and I can't watch my teams. This is one of the dumbest things, and I looked into it, and they say it's because the, the local markets you know, put up the money because they don't want their viewer, whatever, whatever. It's, it's, it doesn't even matter what the reason is. It's ridiculous. And you're losing viewership. We're losing three or four markets right here in Vegas – and ironically, in the town where all the money is being bet, I can't even watch these games. And it's not even like you can pick them up. They're blacked out, period. I guess unless you go to a sports book. I had but, no idea. But that's about it. Most people don't, but it's, <laughs> it's annoying. And, and this coming on the hands of the, the PEDs, how, long, how many different ways are we going to throw this back in the news? All right, we get it. People are doping. People are doing it's, Look, I don't care. I don't care about the ones that are getting caught. You're hoping that your guy, if he's doing some coke, I, he's going to run faster. You're going to cash your I ticket. No, are you? I could care less what these guys are doing because for for now, oh, okay, the twenty guy. There's twenty guys. Oh, there's no, there's three hundred guys. You just have twenty names. The other two hundred eighty didn't go to guys who got busted. So let's just say it that way. 
I, I don't care. You're, they're damaging themselves. I'm not saying I agree with guys who cheat, but I mean, this everything is going too far. And I, I for a game that I love so much, not only playing, but I enjoy watching. And I understand why people don't like watching it. It's not as entertaining as football or basketball, you know, or watching you get your head shaved. But either way, <laughs> I love the game because I played it my whole life. And it just it really hurts me to see. I, Bud Selig, as far as I'm concerned, can't get out of baseball quick enough because I, he, he does nothing good for the game. See, I respectfully disagree because I love the subtleties of baseball. I love watching baseball because the more you know about baseball, and I know you get this, but people, critics of baseball say it's boring, are there's people who don't really s- understand. Well, absolutely. It's a chess game. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example last night. The Seattle Mariners were at home, and they're down one zip to the New York Yankees and harangue with one out, guys on first and second. So what do you do? A left-handed batter, they do the hit and run. So what happens? By putting, by everything changes when you have guys on base. But the Yankees went with the hit and run, left-handed batter. So you have a guy on first, not first and second, guy on first base. The hit and run. So who, the runner takes off. So who goes to the bag. Defensively, who covers second base when you have a left-handed batter at the plate? Anthony Padilla. Shortstop or the second baseman? Where's the runner? The runner is on first base. The batter is left-handed. They do the hit and run. So who's going to cover second? The shortstop. The shortstop, of course. Okay, I learned that from playing on my dad's baseball team, Ray's Rascals, back in the day. All right? So So the batter hit a slow roller to the second baseman. Except he was covering second base! Are you kidding me? It opened up the floodgates to the point where they scored six runs. It would have been an inning-ending double play. It's one zip instead of 6-0. Yes, if you didn't know, I had Seattle last night. Plus one and a half, minus 50. It closed 65. 15 cents the best of it. Loser, loser. Things like that annoy me with a capital A. Let's get to my Are You Kidding Me segment. I'm talking about the Cuban defector brought up from the minor leagues to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. We broadcast their games right here on AM 1400 Radio. I was at the sports book a couple of nights ago, and I was overhearing these guys talk, and I had to respectfully or disrespectfully intervene because they were talking about this kid is special. This kid is the natural. This kid is different than anything they've ever seen. I said, calm down, relax. I understand in his first couple of games, he had a two-run dinger, a three-run dinger. (laughs) He is a man amongst boys. But let's not get too overly excited. Are you kidding me? Puge. This kid, Yasiel Peewee, Peewig, but the G is silent, I guess. However you say his name. Maybe the The guy in four games, in four games, He's hit a two-run homer, a three-run homer. Last night, a grand slam. This guy's the real deal. Are you kidding me? This guy hits for the cycle with home runs. <laughs> that's pretty good. Wig. Maybe the P is silent. Maybe that's it. You wig. Twig. Twig. Puy. Pew. Leave it to Al, the gentleman who speaks Spanish, telling us how to speak. He's bored. What else did he ask? Yeah. You, between you listening to the games and you watching the games, you guys I talk about delegating and outsourcing, so I don't have to do anything other than show up here and talk some sports. Sit. You guys are great. Pui. He's awesome. That's all I can say. He's fun to watch, man. No doubt. Now, did you And a rifle arm, as Al and I were talking about before. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, and he's, 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 a, he's good for the game. If you watch him, he, 
he looks like he's having fun. That's that's what I'm concerned about when I'm betting a dime or two. I couldn't care less if he's good for the game. Is he good for my bankroll? That's what I want to know. Well, the Dodgers aren't good for anybody's bankroll. Well, they have been, okay? When you have Granky, Granky, and I talked about this on the air yesterday. I was annoyed because Coast Properties harassed me yesterday with when I tried to bet the money line, they wouldn't let me bet a dime, and then they voided my nickel play. So they... By doing what they do, they cost me money by voiding the ticket. So Brett asked me what play that was. It was the Dodgers, plus one and a half, minus 65. They moved it. After they gave me the ticket, they voided the ticket, wouldn't let me bet it. And, of course, the Dodgers ended up winning the game 5-0. So story of my life. Welcome to my world. This is the part of the show where Anthony Padilla and I put money into your pocket as we put you on the right side. All right, last week, let's just get it out of the way. I lost because of a stupid rain delay that took the game to 4 o'clock in the morning. So I don't count it. So as far as I'm concerned, I won my last game. All right, two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> now, going into this week, let's just make this real simple. I've got the Miami Mar- the Marlins. What a joke of a team that is. I feel bad for them because they're young and they're fun. And maybe they've got a future, but that future is not now. It's not this season. They're going to take on the Mets of New York facing Matt Harvey. Enough said. The over-under is 6.5. The Mets, eh, I don't know if they're the Miracle Mets, whatever, the Mighty Mets, but but this guy's really good. Harvey's fun to watch. And the Marlins have a hard time putting up any runs, but I'm still going with the over in this game. The right side for me is over the 6.5 just because I feel like they are going to put up some runs somewhere. It's going to be a 4-4 to game going into the 7th, and then there's going to be rain, and then it's going to get washed away <laughs> anyway. So it doesn't even matter. Right side, over the 6.5, Mets and Marlins. Before we get to my right side, I've been on a streak 15-7 and going into yesterday's game. I lost yesterday's contest. I had the Milwaukee Brewers uh, loser. Hate it when that happens. It happens. 15 and 8. My last 23 games. Looking at a baseball game today, the San Francisco Giants on the road against the D backs. D backs in first place, National League West. Arizona, small favorite, minus 30 cents. Based on the pitching matchups, righty versus lefty, Kane versus Corbin. Lefty, Corbin, uh, a pretty good pitcher. I mean, his whip factor. Walks, hits per innings pitched, only 1.05. I like Arizona at home, minus the 30 cents. I'm laying the lumber, small lumber, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Let's talk baseball streaks, overs, two teams. Arizona, six consecutive games have gone over the closing total. The St. Louis Cardinals, best team in baseball, four consecutive games have gone over. Wins and losses, the Phillies are riding a five-game winning streak. The Yankees have won four straight. On the other side of the coin, the Cleveland Indians have lost four straight games. Anthony Padilla, we're running out of time. I want to promote his show. It's a great show, Comedy After Dark. Anthony Padilla, LVH tonight. I'll be doing a guest spot. Can't wait to be there. For Anthony Padilla, I'm Scott Pritchard. Have a great weekend. Good luck and goodbye. See ya.